It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Tez, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you wanna end up one or two hour show to keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level? Both with the topics, sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the fad five during prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and great. The 4 for 26, so the war ain't can wait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys, diversified and educated. What's good out there, War Room family? You're once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports. Of course, on the War Room Sports Podcast Network, I'm one of your hosts. I'm Dev McMillan. I'm at the round table with my brother. We got B. Austin in the building. Uh, Jimmy's going to join us in just a few minutes. Look, man, it's sad to say, growing up where I grew up, but Titletown is back at it. There were some legendary performances in the NBA this week, and the NFL trade deadline brought about some potential team-changing deals for a few teams. So uh, we're going to talk about all of this. So keep it locked right here uh, for conversations about everything I just mentioned and more. And if you want to get in on that conversation, make sure you join us right now in the JW Philly Realty chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash thewarroom. Or you can join us on Facebook or Twitter at War Room Sports. You can also call us directly in about 15 minutes after we gamble with college football with Fred Perdue. Uh, once we do that, we're going to open up the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number, as usual, is 323-410-0012. But before we get started, make sure that during the week, when we're not live on the air, make sure you check out archive episodes of our show at WarRoomSports.com, the War Room Sports mobile app, which is on Android and iOS, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spreaker Google, wherever you listen to, to your podcasting, man, we should be in the in the house. So, salute. How's your week going so far? All right. B. Austin, what's the deal? I can't hear you. Oh, there you go. Sports. <laughs> I have my microphone. Sports teaches me a lot, brother. And one of the things that it's taught me is everybody that I hate and everybody that I look at as a hero thing will happen where the roles get reversed. Something will always happen where the roles get reversed in sports. Welcome to the Philadelphia Eagles, Golden Tate. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Welcome. Right, we'll we'll talk about that in a little while because um, the Eagles are one of the teams that could be changed by the uh, trade deadline, if you believe that to be true. But B. Austin and myself will give you our thoughts on that um, in just a little while after we do 
everything else we need to do before we get to that trade deadline talk. Um, yeah, uh, same old, same old every week. You know, America's still a, a wild and violent place. Um, so, you know, nothing changed on that front. Uh, Halloween just passed. So that was that was interesting for me because for the little the little little ones, the girls, it was their first time doing all the hoopla and, you know, going out and begging people for candy and stuff like that. So they had a ball. I don't know, you know, what they're going to put all that mm-hmm. candy because I will not allow them to eat it. So I guess I'm going to have to put it <laughs> So I ain't go robbing, robbing little kids in the back to the long man got behind your ass. We literally got like two, three years worth of candy in here. Because truth be told, you know, in my neighborhood, they give out some stuff. We still had candy from last year um, in his little uh, basket. It was crazy, man. They just be, people be tripping, man. You know, it's a, it's a fairly new neighborhood. So everybody's excited to be here, to see their neighbors and to meet their neighbor's kids. So I don't know. I out. Cross candy, so I don't know what to do with all this stuff. I'm gonna have a candy party or something. Just let people come over and eat candy. <laughs> I come over and buy. I come over and drive a diabetic cone with y'all. No doubt. <laughs> exactly. All right, so let's get into what we came in here to do. Let's talk some sports. And before we do that, we're gonna pay a, a bill or two before we get into hot topics and gambling with Gus. I need to let you know that topics are brought to you by MyBookie. What up, fam? Let's talk turkey for a minute and how much of it you can make betting on sports at MyBookie. NFL and NHL are chugging right along. The NBA is as well. So if you haven't checked out MyBookie, I don't know what the hell you're waiting for. Lay down some dough on the biggest games in sports. Join us and thousands of other online players placing book bets at MyBookie.ag. Not .com, not .net, but MyBookie. AG. You guys tired of getting a runaround when it's time for a payout? That's why we urge you to join my bookie. You win, they pay. They pay fast. No hassles. You're wasting your time betting on sports anywhere else. They even have in-game live betting so you can place wages after the game starts. Who knew? So join now and my bookie will match your first deposit with, yes, a 100% bonus. You heard it right, 100%. Just use promo code WARROOM, all caps, to activate this offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, get paid. Just So basically, we're giving you money. If you put that code in, we're giving you money. We're giving you money. Giving you money. No. So, you know, we're giving you more money to lose. And look, man, Gus is on the hot streak. So if you're tuning into the show and you're making NFL bets based on what Gus has been telling at least in the last two or three weeks, you're getting your money up. Let's go to Gus right now. Let's do some gambling. <laughs> Gus, what's up, man? You here? How you doing? Pretty good, man. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm back, and uh, this time I, my traveling wasn't running from bookies, as y'all kept needling me about <laughs> last year. Gus, he's gone like six and two over the last two weeks, so he came back to the country. He feels comfortable now. (laughs) (laughs) He can walk around the street with his chest poked out. (laughs) 
Uncle well, like Paulie, saying, John, uh, and them is a confused. So look, it's three and one last week. That's the second three and one week in a row. Uh, Nineteen, seventeen, and two on the season. Uh, we're going to start with this over-under, Gus, for this Brown-Chiefs game. The over-under over under is 51 points. What are you taking? Anybody who takes the Chiefs these days as an under is just a fool. Um, I call this the Eminem Big 12 shootout. Mahomes against Mayfield. Um, ironically, I think um, – Kermit DeFrog. <laughs> huh? No, he's, he's talking about Mahomes. He sounds like Kermit the Frog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is kind of funny. Yeah. Even um, even Andy Reid was making fun of him. But, you know, ironically, the Big 12 hasn't had a very strong history of NFL quarterbacks. I, I saw this listing of the best Big 12 quarterbacks playing in NFL, and they actually have Troy Aikman listed as the best. And anyone who knows Troy Aikman's track record knows he played in Oklahoma for a minute. You know, but that's how weak the Big 12 quarterbacks have been in the NFL. And, and these two have a chance to try to turn that tide. Uh, this is going over. Even though they new offensive coordinator, um, you know he's he's he was a running back coach, but he was a um, uh, quarterback in, in college at, at Alabama. And the Chiefs just don't give you the option to play close to the vest. They're going to have to air it out. And so I take it over here. Right. Yeah, I, I take this over. Really, in my opinion, Cleveland might only have to score like twelve points for them to get the over. <laughs> so, uh, that might be possible. <laughs> yeah, they, they don't myself. really have to do much. <laughs> they don't have to do. Much. All right, so uh, you got the Buccaneers, uh, uh, Buccaneers. Plus six and a half over the Panthers. We got the Buccaneers with Fitzmagic back on, in the fold. Yeah, um, the Bucks didn't cover in either of Jameis Winston's starts, and they wouldn't have covered last week had not Fitzpatrick come in the game. It's just just the nature of right. it. Um, it. It's a division game also, and I think you you know whenever you have division games, you always lean towards a closer game. Um, so, you know, I mean, look, the, clearly Fitzmat, uh, Fitzpatrick has had some chemistry with his talent. Um, the only wild card there is um, uh, Mike, um, uh, what's the big receiver? Oh, uh, Evans. Mike, Mike Evans. Evans. It, it, he's a little questionable, but I think he's going to play. So I'll take the Bucks plus that sick and a half. Uh, he better play because all the whining he that Sean Jackson does, if Mike Evans doesn't play, Sean's going to show how useless he really is. That's a good point. Yeah, that, that double, that double team takes him right on the puppy. Right. All right. If they start concentrating on him the way that they could, if there was no good receiver on the other side, he stopped his complaining quickly. All right. Exactly. We got the Falcons coming into Washington. Um, the Falcons are, uh, what is it, uh, plus one and a half is the line? Plus one and a half. Um, I'm taking the Falcons. Vegas just doesn't like Washington. I mean, they were only – the most they were were one-point favorites last week against the Giants, clearly an inferior team with two shiny toys. Trust no Alex Smith. It, maybe that – for whatever reason. Um, I, I think it's a combination of Alex Smith and just not having the outside weapons to really scare anyone. And you don't need to be playing the Falcons, even though they haven't really hit stride. They still have weapons. You don't need to be undermanned offensively playing the Falcons. I'm taking the Falcons to win outright. Okay. Um, we got the Texans. Uh, Texans and Broncos. Demarius Thomas gets to face his team right away after the trade. Um, that line is uh, plus two and a half. Yeah. Um, I've been critical of the Texans for leaving points on the field, but it seems they're figuring it out. Watson is really blossoming 
uh, five touchdown passes against Miami, which isn't the worst defense in the league. Um, and a, a big credit to my fantasy team. I had him in the fantasy league that last week. So, uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I mean, they're simply a better team than Denver. And any time you sense that there's going to be points put up, you can't bank on Case Keenum keeping up with them. Um, if, you're, if you're nervous about the two and a half, just buy off the hook, take Texans plus three. But I think they're going to win outright. Yeah, and this is another situation. I mean, you have the, the young receiver in Denver blossoming, but – uh, Sanders is going to take a hit without having Demarius on the other side. I think, you know, yeah. not to put him in the same category as Deshaun Jackson, because I think Sanders can do uh, much more. But yeah, he's yeah, more of a discipline might, route runner. Right. My, life oh, might have gotten a think, little tougher on him. You think Manny's a little <laughs> overrated? No, 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 I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it's going to get tougher for him. Yeah, I just yeah, said tough. Yeah. Oh, when when, when I double team. Deshaun, yeah. I said he would be completely useless. You need compliments. You need compliments. Yeah, the big, the big. Well, that that's even before even before you get to that though. You need a compliment. I mean, if you're not right. going over the middle, running those possession routes, you know nobody's gonna nobody's gonna give you that cushion if if nothing's happening underneath. I mean, you're you know just not right. gonna happen. All right. So and and the fact you know he's a little bit smaller, B. So yeah, it's, it's no knock on him whatsoever because he's gonna try. And like Gus says, he's a pretty good route runner. You know, he has all the tools besides being a giant receiver. Um, all right. And the last one, which is, you know, it could end up being the game of the week. Uh, we got the Saints. Um, and that line is the Saints and the Rams. That line is minus one and a half. Yep. Taking the Saints. Um for a number of reasons, um, I mean, besides the fact the Rams are due for a loss, uh, they've got narrow escapes um, in Seattle and against Green Bay last week. Eventually, they're going to lose the game. Um, they're the best team in football still until we see otherwise. But um, this is a you know it's, it's hard to go into New Orleans and win. Obviously, uh, the other piece is since the Saints have gotten back um, Ingram and gone back to that kind of a two-headed running game. They've been able to protect their defense a little better, and certainly playing the Rams, taking a possession or two away is key. So take the Saints to give the Rams their first loss. All right. That's a big one right there. So we'll we'll see how this all plays out. Um, hopefully you have another great week so we can move farther and farther away from that 500 mark and we can keep you in the country. <laughs> 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 but as usual, Gus, thanks for your time, and we will talk to you next week. All right, a column coming out about uh, uh, just looking at the Eric Reed and Malcolm Jenkins dispute, and you know I'd like to look at from I'm going to look at it from the angle of um, just exactly what he meant when he referred to Malcolm Jenkins as a neo-colonials. I think it's very instructive to kind of understand those concepts. Okay, cool. We'll be looking forward to that. We would get out. We have a lot of people interested in that because we've had some conversations over that for the for the past few weeks. All right. Go to mybookie.ag and get those football bets in. Get them placed. Let's make some money, people. And I mean, all right, so um, before uh, B. Austin and I move on and talk about what happened this week in the NFL, we're going to talk to the homie Fred Perdue um, of Quick Slants and Cover 2 fame. 
uh, about some college football. So we're going to get Fred on the line because there's a big game I want to ask him about, and I also want to see what's going on in this Heisman race. Fred, you are in the war room. What's going on, good brother? What's going on, fellas? A lot of good information. A lot of good information. Hey, man. Hey, man. In, but... hey, hey, hold on, yeah, hold, on hold on, hold on. Hold go get that, go get that 100% bonus, man. <laughs> hold on, man. I don't know if we did this. We Y'all probably already did, man. Fred, welcome to the club. Congratulations. Your bride looked beautiful. I'm so happy for y'all, man. Congratulations. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. You, she gets to take you away from your right hand. You no longer have to be so acquainted with your right hand. <laughs> you did it, man. You did the right thing, bro. Like once you get married, you you talk to your right hand more than ever. It's like, I mean, <laughs> I, yeah, I wasn't going to tell him that 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 Not happens really after year five. It's, after it's, year it's, five, yeah, it's, it's like five years in and more than one kid. You and uh, Pamela going to acquaint it again. Yo, yo, word to God, word to God. I love my kids. They're the greatest things in in life. You got to try and hold off on having as long as possible. Your sex will leave, man. It just they hate the top block. Hold off, brother. But congratulations, man. And they just drain your wife of all energy. <laughs> yeah, she don't want home. Yeah, so all right, but I but I I welcomed them B and I and I already uh you know, I already schooled them on the, the happy wife, happy life, you know. He got all the pointers. So so he's good. Uh, he should be a good one. All right, but Fred, we, we got to ask you and everybody out there, but, you know, before we ask Fred this question, uh, make sure you go to the War Room Sports YouTube page. Um, check out this week's episode of Quick Slants, uh, where we talk about, you know, a lot of the big games this week and not just the one we're going to talk about here um, and a whole lot of other topics in college football. Uh, one thing that they're going to miss, Fred, is because when we talked about DJ Durkin, it was just the board uh, had made the decision to reinstate him. At the time that we recorded, he hadn't been fired because of all the backlash for that particular um, decision. So I just wanted to throw that out there for you guys who go back and listen and, and you know, you don't catch that part in our dialogue. Um, you can also go to the War Room Sports YouTube page and check out this week's episode of Cover 2. If you're an NFL fan and B Austin, we're still waiting to get you on that show, man. You gotta you gotta come on with us uh one day and give us some of your expert NFL analysis as well. But right now we're gonna talk about this big game coming up between Bama and LSU. I know uh Tobias is probably listening from somewhere, probably chomping at the bit to see what you're gonna say about his his tie. But, Fred, what do you think about this game? This is a big game coming up. Um, <laughs> a, a, a loss by Bama, which a lot of not, a, not, not a lot of people think is going to happen, could change the whole paradigm of college football right now. What are your thoughts on this game? First off, uh, if a loss, by, a loss by Bama would literally send shockwaves, complete shockwaves, and quite honestly, I wouldn't be surprised because and, and this this game is one of those old school SEC type games. 
Alabama on one side, you're, you see an offensive juggernaut. I mean, Tua Tonga Viola doesn't play for a half half the time. Uh, even I mean, Jalen Hurts comes on the field, it's, it's no drop off, and you have really good offensive weapons. This is probably the best offensive team I've seen uh, from Bama since probably AJ McCarron and company were really just killing people, and those guys aren't really killing people like this. I mean, you have four really good receivers, a good tight end, a decent offensive line with a, probably a cornerstone left tackle uh, in Jonah Williams. And then Tua just makes everything. Uh, he just sees what makes this team go. I mean, I see a lot. I see a little Russell Wilson-ish in him, and he's all he hasn't thrown an interception yet. That's the crazy thing. <laughs> now – on the other side of things for them, the secondary is a problem, and teams will throw on them. Not this LSU team because they can't throw the football well. I'm but they're running the squad. Front, right. They're, they just don't have the quarterback to do it. Joe Burrow's an okay quarterback. But the, the what you're going to see from Bama is Bama's going to try to get a lead early, and they're going to pin their ears back at the end right around halftime right around going into the third quarter, first two couple possessions in the third quarter, they're trying to pin their ears back and just really demoralize this LSU team that is a little better than LSU's past, but they're not that much more better than what they've been. LSU, great defense, really, really good defense. Greedy Williams at corner, corner, probably going to be a top 10, top 15 pick. Devin White as well, probably a top 10, 15 type pick. And those guys, Devin White won't even play in this first half because of a a very bad targeting call, which we all know how that went. Uh, If you don't, please go back and check that play out against, um, it was against Mississippi State. It was terrible. And quite honestly, um, the SEC, you need to do better. You don't suspend an elite level player for in a game like this, you you just you let it go. I find it hilarious too that they suspend people for segments of games for targeting. Like <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's either you, you you suspend them or you don't suspend them, but segment yeah. and it goes into the next game, and it's just like this is very bad. But what you'll see from LSU is Dave Aranda. I chalked that up to the feminization of the uh, black male athlete, and I will not take part in. <laughs> What you'll see from LSU is you'll see a lot of man coverage. These guys have good enough corners where they can say, you guys go take take the the man you have, and that's it. And we'll take the front seven, we'll take the rest on. And they're one of the few teams, probably one of maybe three or four teams in the the country that can even do that. Um, So, Fred, Fred, they got the type of athletes on the corner – they don't read books. You can't really tell what they're saying. They got dread and gold teeth in their mouth, and they chase rabbits in cornfields. Um, I'm not calling greedy. I'm not calling greedy Williams um, Jalen Ramsey or anything, but he's he's close. He's really close. And you you're not going over the middle on this team if Devin White's on in the in the game because he's going to take your head off, but he can cover too. And what I want to see from them is can they hold off, can this defense hold on till he can come back? And can this offense move this front seven with Laquan Davis, uh, Matt Wilson, 
uh, Dylan Moses up front. That front seven in Alabama is still the same front seven we always remember. Dominant up front can get after your quarterback, stop the run. Alabama, if they get in a shootout, it's going to be a problem. But LSU, doesn't. that's not what they do. They want to make this an ugly game, a muck-it-up game. They just want to make this game close, frustrate Alabama early. And I think it'll be close in that type of way for maybe a quarter, and then guys will settle down and we can play football. I can't wait till this game happens. I'm just, I usually don't give my pick for this type of thing, but I think Bama will win it. Uh, I think Tua probably will, after about halftime, maybe third quarter-ish, he'll probably have a, a nice sit-down because that's when things will start unraveling. And <laughs> that's, that's Nick Saban puts his superpowers it. out there. It sounds <laughs> better coming it'll from be you. It'll be for a half. From it Tobias, it just sounds like it's coming from an arrogant fan. But, <laughs> but it, be sounds, it sounds better coming from a, an objective party. Definitely. And see, and also the one thing, the only frustration I have with Alabama is, and they're just that good that they can do this. They have four running backs and they, they have gotten away from the two headed monster. Now you, I mean, you have Najee Harris leading the team in rushing yards, but uh, when I look at Damian Harris, he's probably the better running back. Then you have Josh Jacobs, who's more of the, the pass catcher. And Brian Robinson, probably the most talented of them all, can't even get on the field. And, by the way, that's after letting go of Bo Scarborough. I mean, last year as a, as a senior, he's gone. So when I look at this team, if they can get back to running the football a little bit more and be a little bit more balanced, I lo- they love the passing game. They, I mean, Jerry Judy is one of the best in the country at receiving position. But I want to see them run the football a little bit more and get a little bit more cool. consistent. With their with their running back rotation, guys aren't going, and guys are still going to Alabama, by the way, um, at the running back position. And on the other side of the ball, I know Beyonce, you'll 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 enjoy this one. Um, you remember a guy named Patrick Sertain played for the Dolphins, yeah. long time. Of course, his son, his <laughs> son is actually in that Alabama secondary. He's a freshman. Um, you might enjoy watching him. We old as hell. All right, so Fred, real quick, because um, we we can't break each player down. I'll just uh, direct everybody over to quick slants for that. But give us the the lightning version of Heismanomics. Give us your top four or five Heisman candidates as they stand right now. Number one, Tua Tonga Viola. We don't have to explain why. Uh, number two, Kyler Murray, despite, he is the team. I mean, Oklahoma's in trouble defensively. So, uh, number three, got to have Dwayne Haskins. He is a he has a chance of going to the NFL. He's a sophomore. He should come back. But pretty decent quarterback. Number four, um, Travis Etienne, he's, he's not putting up the numbers running back at Clemson. Not putting up the numbers, but whenever he touches the ball, he's electric. And number five, um, Will Greer, quarterback, West Virginia, he just puts up big numbers week in and week out. He has a very tough test against Texas uh, and their defense. If he puts up big numbers in, against Texas and they pull out a win, uh, he could climb a little bit. Ghost to Pat right. White. Well, Fred, before we get you out of here, make sure you give the people uh, your location on the internet, where you going to be on Saturday for college football and on Sunday for NFL football. 
Rick and they talk trash. <laughs> you guys can catch me on Twitter, Fred Produce CSB. I will be in full force this weekend because we have a lot of games to talk about. SEC yeah. East is uh, kind of up for grabs. This is, this is one Georgia and Kentucky. Crazy thing. College football playoff rankings are all are going to change. I promise you that. <laughs> well, you got no wow. choice when uh <laughs> when the number one team is playing the number four team, it's definitely gonna change. Something's gonna happen. But Fred, thank you as usual, and we'll talk to you here in the war room next week. All right, guys, thanks. Love to you, Fred. All right, Zach no Randolph doubt. can't go left. <laughs> All right, um, yo, he's never gonna live that down, or the Teddy Bridge, or the light up, or the, the, the when you have a quarterback like Jake Cutler, y'all gonna kill him for that for the rest of the life. <laughs> when you have a quarterback, like... <laughs> yo, I told y'all Jake Cutler is pure trash. <laughs> yo, come right on, stomping Jake Cutler in his head. All right, so um, that was my cue. Real quick, uh, of course, the Boston Red Sox uh, won the World Series while we were away. Uh, we kind of figured that was going to happen. Uh, we talked about it last week, and and we discussed Boston as as being title town. Whether you like it or not, there is no case that you can make against this particular city for no, being title town. And if you can make a case, call us three two three. Four one zero 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 one two. Press one so we can get you on the line. If you can make a case against the city of Boston being, you know, title town in the major sports here in America, uh, Boston. This is their fourth World Series since, you know, two thousand four. Uh, you got Ooh. five from the Patriots. Let, let 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 me tell you. This is this is something that I saw this week. Crazy little. And this isn't even our stat of the week, because it's a little, little information that I saw. If you're a 16, if you're 17 years old, it's just flat out. But if you're a 16-year-old Boston fan who was born in January of 2002, you've been alive for 11 championships. 11 out of the 16 Yo, years of your life, one of your teams won the championship. You have that's five for the Patriots. You have four from the uh, the Boston Red Sox. You have one from the Celtics, and you have one from the the Boston Bruins, the hockey team. And the crazy part about it, for this city, this isn't just a new millennium thing. But they can brag about that while everybody else is still out here bragging about championships from 25, 30 years ago. Like these people win damn near every year since 2002. They have they've had 11 parades in their city. That's crazy. And then back in the day, you know, you had the 80s, you had the Celtics doing their thing. And then in the 60s, you had the Celtics, like, not letting anybody else in the league do their thing. Like, this is a very spoiled city for the old people and for the young people. Um, and, and growing up in Philadelphia and always being a rival of Boston teams, I hate every minute of it. <laughs> but you got to give them their props. Like I tell people, you know, Boston's title town. The Cowboys are America's team. I mean, deal with it. Cowboys suck. Like, America's team, that moniker doesn't come with winning. <laughs> but you're not going to go anywhere where you don't find a, 
Dallas Cowboys amount of Cowboys fans. Like, yeah, Dallas Cowboys. They fit who the current uh, POTUS is. Like it fit. Right. It's not about and winning. Saying, like I never argued that. Like I never wanted any of my teams to be America's team, and people would be real mad about that. Especially Patriots fans. We're America's team, and no, it doesn't really mean who wins the most. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. America's fans. Um, That's the thing about Cowboys fans. They don't like teams like Green Bay, Philly, Pittsburgh. These teams, these franchises, these organizations, they travel well. These fan bases travel well. Cowboys fans don't have to travel because they live everywhere. <laughs> they don't yeah. have to go anywhere. Yeah. They're, like, they're like roaches. When you turn the lights on. <laughs> Yeah, they, they, they just talk trash about titles from 30 years ago. And then you got to smash them with your shoes. Smash them with your shoes. All right. Um, so, um, yeah, man. Awesome. In the NFL, man, Salute. Hugh Jackson was fired from the uh, the Browns. This is a this is one of those tricky subjects because there's a lot in it where you know we can look at things and we can pull that card. <laughs> But then there's a lot of things like when you look at his damn record, you're like, what really did we expect them to do? Um, yeah. But yeah, what, what were y'all thoughts yeah, about that? I know Jimmy's not watching, but you know, you've heard of it and you know. I'm the not. Situation. I'm not. But I know. But I know. I know. I know his record, and I just know that if that's a fight you want to put. We ain't gonna use him to fight. You know what I'm saying? Like, like Rosie right. Parks wasn't the first, because she was the right one to step behind and had that fight. Um, right. You know, right. He ain't the right person. This boy like, what's your yeah, fight? He ain't the right. You got a slim yeah, Charles in Yeah, um, that's what I'm saying. Like he just ain't um, he ain't the one we want to fight with. Right. Who's the chick? But Jim, was I, will uh, yeah. I will say this. I will say he called that COVID. That's what I mean. He called that COVID. Like, <laughs> you know, you, you cool and all, but you ain't got the right. You ain't got the right complexion, and you know, you got a kid out of wedlock. So we gonna wait till somebody else come along and have this fight. Basically, that's a little history lesson for our listeners. Look up Claudette that COVID if you don't know what I'm talking about. But um. I, I will yeah, say this his record If y'all look at the two places that he's been head coaches, like when he arrived to both of these teams, they were in complete disarray. Um, they were in mm-hmm. rebuilding mode. Like the Cleveland Browns are always in rebuilding mode. Um, that's nothing new. Perpetual. But that, that also goes back to his complexion, though. Like we don't get the benefit of taking off for a decade Sitting back, being rumored to to get every job that opens up, you get to pick which job you want, and you make more money at it than anybody that's doing it right now. Even though you haven't been it in a decade, I'm looking at you, John. Gruden, I agree with that. And and every other white coach who has those options, black coaches kind of have to take what's out there, so that that usually yeah, yeah. lands them in some of the worst places and the worst situations out there. So. You're like, okay, you hired him for a Cleveland Brown team that was straight trash. Kind of like, what did you expect him to do? That's why I think some of these hires aren't even that serious. Like, you know, the Rooney rule doesn't make you hire anybody. It just it makes you interview people. But sometimes I think teams say, well, we suck right now, so let's go ahead and hire him while we suck. You know, as soon as we sniff some talent and we think we're about to get better, you know, we're not going to give them a chance for the team to actually get better. We're going to fire them, and then it's going to be harder for these dudes to get a job, even with the Rooney Rule. Shut just, up. I shut up. Are that shut easy. Up I think they, <laughs> right. Deuce, Deuce will happily 
um, meet your quota for you um, if if you need somebody to interview. But um, I so I think Hugh Jackson kind of kind of gets set up, but it's hard to defend him because because of the two stops that he's been in, we really don't know if this dude can coach or not. His record indicates I, that I could make a I could make a case, but, but the teams indicate that nobody would have won in these situations. Yeah, I, I could make a I could make a case to defend Hugh. But when it came to taking a stand for Colin, he didn't. So FOH, you're four and a hundred. <laughs> Get your job. Colin that point, like everything we play. think about everybody is based on what they thought about the Colin Kaepernick situation. They won't bang with Jim Brown no more. He could have kept some of his thoughts to himself. He had to come yeah, out. He could have just said no comment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Just take the who, you talk, who you talking about? Huge, uh, Jimmy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah Huge, exactly. Jackass. So, yeah, I don't feel bad for him. Get your shine <laughs> box. <laughs> Go home and get your shine box. Yo, I don't even know how that's, that's appropriate, thing, but somehow it's appropriate. I think you get set up, though, because if you if if you're – if you think that the organization had any semblance of talent, why do you bring him back for a third year after going one and thirty-two in his first two years on the job? <laughs> <laughs> like, you won one game and you brought him back for a third year. So it's like, why not let him finish yo, yo, one year in thirty-two? Yo, and when they and when they won that game, they party like they won the chip. It was like. <laughs> that was their chip, man. If you never win and you get one win, nothing else matters, man. So shout out to Hugh Jackson, man. Like it, it's we try, but it's kind of difficult to defend you for multiple nah. reasons. But if you're looking at his record, like it's really not much you can say nah. about him. Even you, before you, we you, to, you was like, his, his, that's his a boss. Thought. Boss, you gonna give me a job? Thank you, boss. But 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 B, you would also have to argue that might be something that he the Hugh Jacksons of the world have to do, and it didn't work for him. Mm. It worked for him for six seven games. It got him. It got him six seven games instead of getting him fired when he should have been fired during the off season. Yeah. But you know, maybe maybe you got to yeah, get some bosses. Look look y'all at Mike Tomlin. for us, but no positions of power. Yeah, look at Mike Tomlin. Yeah, we're just going to stay in the locker room so we don't have to deal with none of this. I'm not going to let them kneel. Like, you know. <laughs> you see how it's cool, going. too. All right, but um, Jameis. is a likable call. <laughs> famous Jameis has been benched. Yo. Now, this is somebody out of all Yo, the angry. quarterbacks that we've. I got bars All this. the quarterbacks that we've criticized in the past. All the calls that B. Austin had to take from people to say he don't like black quarterbacks. <laughs> this is the one dude that B. Austin said was going to be different. He was going to be I that dude. My flag in the earth for Jameis, man. This boy is trash. <laughs> <laughs> so what does this do? Because the haircut is still saying <clears throat> that it's not a done deal. Ryan Patrick. Well, go you know he'll go back to James, but is that a healthy dude to keep flip flopping between quarterbacks? Yo, 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 I, 
Yo, I stuck my flag in the All ground right. for dude. I ignored. Go, go ahead, Jimmy, man. Go ahead. <laughs> no, the only, thing, the, only thing that I, only thing, the only thing I, the only thing I can say is that um, my man need glasses. Like, I don't know like how bad he's playing, but every time like someone puts up a picture of the ball, every time someone puts a picture of the ball on Twitter, he always squinting, man. He's like, squinting. That can't be good for a quarterback. Like, that just can't be good for a quarterback. My man's quick, like, he, you know, he, he really needs that. He's, like, 72 years old. I'm going to so. tell y'all. And that's the thing, Jim, because we, we that's a legitimate we concern. And if that, really turns out, if that really turns out to be the case, like, how can an organization let that go? How can you not? Like, he was squinting like that Yo. in Florida State. He comes out here. He keeps Yo. throwing the ball to the other team. Maybe something's wrong with this dude's Yo. eye. He can wear his contacts or something. Listen. I'm I'm a we ain't speculate in a while, but this really ain't speculation. This is this is another reason to really kinda hate Jameis. Yo, Jameis throw the first pick Damn. if you go to the sideline. My my bad boss, my bad guys. We we're gonna get him. He go out and throw the next pick. My bad guys, it's all good. Listen, we can still win. I feel it. Jameis go out there, throw the third pick. That that one's on me. That one's on me. It's all good though. Don't worry about it. I got it. He go out there, he throw the fourth pick. Yo, Jameis is still very, very positive. His attitude doesn't change. He's still happy-go-lucky. He's lead. Yo, dude. Still offers to take everybody to crab legs after the game. You're an interception machine. Uh, he's an interception machine. I don't care about his eyes. Go play with no eyes. You still going to be, yo. Yo, man. I'll bring you some nerds. I wanted him to be better than Marcus Mariota for the same reason that white people said that Doug Williams' brain was too small to play quarterback. Yo, James, yo, you, <laughs> but you know what? that man at JoJo, yo. You gotta I still get think JoJo, he's yo. better than Marcus Mariota. I think they don't give Marcus Mariota anything to do. So, like, <laughs> the ball. Yo, Marcus Mariota got sacked. Like, what was that stat we used last week? He got sacked 11 times, had 10 completions in the whole game. And he's trash. So, yeah, he is. He's I still think, Jameis, I just think, I think we all expect more of Jameis because he's better than Marcus Mariota. So, Yo. they said, you know, he returned in week four. They said since that time, he's been one of the NFL's worst quarterbacks. According to Football Outsiders, Only he ranks 26. He, he ranks 26 in value per play. Among all passers, I don't know what formula they use to get that, but he's just behind Case Keenum, Blake Bortles, and Eli Manning. Um, so yeah, yeah. Yo, I, he had I was a, uh, hopeful. Of this. I was hopeful for this boy. I wanted him to be the one. Yo, and then your man Fitz Magic. It's like as much as much as we clown Fitz. You can't front like you don't love to see Fitzpatrick come in the game because Fitzpatrick just throws it up. He just <laughs> does what you do in street football. He just throws it up. He just makes the game. And you exciting. got Deshaun. It, it's exciting. So, yo, know, I don't know what to but say you know about Jameis, man. Go find a life. Here's, a, here's another card I can pull. Fitzpatrick. Uh oh. Throughout his no, but throughout his <clears throat> excuse me tenure in the league, we've always known what he was. Like, we all called mm-hmm. – Jimmy doesn't even watch football no more, and he called that Fitz Magic was going to end after a few weeks. Like, everybody who watches football knows I mean, he does, like, duh. He does it all the time. So, right. So, so he's 
he's lulled himself into a sense of confidence. Like, I do this all the time, and I still get a job. So, like, what does he have to go out there and be afraid of? He's going to go sling the ball around you know, because get, he get, doesn't care. You know, it is. Ring, you still going to get a job. You can ring the offense bell. We all know what that is. Oh, oh no doubt. No yeah. doubt. I mean, let me find White that. supremacy. <laughs> <laughs> I like Fitz, though. Yeah, man. I just, I just would hate to have him anywhere near my team. I'm going to tell you why. I would hate it. You like him for entertainment purposes. But yeah, no, yeah, he's entertaining as hell. But here's the thing about Fitz, right? Like, again, and uh, this category is out. I haven't been watching, but. I have watched, like, I'm, I'm on Twitter all the time, and I watch the press conferences, and he doesn't seem to take himself too seriously. So it's right, like, yo. he ain't that good, but I, don't even, I think he knows where he stands. Like, I think he, he knows yeah. where he But, he, but Timmy, yo, but he also yo, knows. Fitzpatrick, I'll job. I'll yo, be Fitzpatrick is so like, if one I'll of be us, afraid. if one of, Fitzpatrick the funny is thing like, is, if one of us got that phone call, and they was like, yo, we need you to, we need you to play today. Like, that's what it's like. You got to root for Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick, yo. Like, <laughs> because here's the thing, man. Here's what I recognize, man. I recognize this watching the NBA too. Like, the thing about sports, as a matter of fact, just life in general, man. The best, the funniest people are the most entertaining people. Are the ones who don't take themselves too serious. Like, mm-hmm. um, like I was watching Kobe the other day when Kobe came back to the Lakers game. And Kobe was sitting there like, I'm like, yo, life can't be that serious because Kobe was sitting there like drawing out plays in his head as he was watching the Kobe don't smile. <laughs> he, he saw the concentration in like, the vein in his head. Like, yeah, you see it? Damn, bro. He, he, my man is kind of, he's sitting courtside and it looks like he's like do, doing game film in his head as he's watching the game. Kobe I'm like, yeah, he, was, that, he, was, he was rehearsing for the next episode of Details. <laughs> I'm like, uh, life ain't that serious because you got to have fun. Like, what's wrong with you, man? Yeah, like anyway, Magic comes um, to the game and he's smiling with everybody and Magic smiling talking with 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 the with the actors courtside if he down there. Yeah. I mean Magic own a piece of the team, so you know he can smile. Like <laughs> getting that money, yeah. getting that bread, but I'm pretty sure they're going to do that. But that check Kobe too. just got, he can be smiling too. I don't say, but I think I mean, Kobe, and they're probably going to give him Kobe, a piece of So eventually he will. I think that's dope. So I think I think like because um, that used to piss me off about the Sixers when I was younger, when when Doctor J had to go to Orlando, when Doctor right. J had to go to Orlando to get a gig, I was like, yo, because at that moment Doctor J was the biggest thing since Wilt Chamberlain, and right. he has to go to Orlando to get a gig. Like he's, that's yeah. the one thing about like yo, I think it's people even saying I, I, like, I feel all that. I feel all that. Saying, James, like, I don't I'm think he's Allen Iverson. I'm not like, done pooping on James, man. They had to be told oh, to keep Allen Iverson close to the organization. Allen Iverson, you know, he don't want to do no work. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they yeah. just prod him out every yeah. now and then. But Doc wanted to work, and yeah, put, him, to to put him on the roster as like a mascot or something, man. Like, you know, so I, I just think that it's dope. Like, you know, they eventually get these people pieces of, and you know, we can run and jump for them. We um sitting on seats where the real power is. Right. So A B. So. What do you think this does for Jameis, though? Because Jameis is at a point now where he's playing for a contract. So sitting on the side waiting for Fitzpatrick to screw up again is really not in his best interest right now. He's saying the right thing, says it's humbled him. He's going to work his tail off waiting for his next opportunity. But he's messing up a lot of money right now sitting behind Fitzpatrick. I'm going to have to, you know, poison his drink or something. If the Glazer family is smart, if they're smart, they're not going to ever play Jameis again because he's got a $20 million guarantee on his five-year option. 
Um, and so if he gets hurt this year, then they have to pay him $20 million next year. So they might RG me him and keep him on the bench and just let Fitz, you know, but let Fitz do his thing. To make Patrick their, their long-term starter? Not long term. They gotta go draft. They gotta go draft somebody. They gotta. Go, their quarterback isn't on the roster. They. They. Jameis done, man. Jameis done. <laughs> Yo, B. Austin is done with dude. He done, man. I don't want to hear nothing else about him, man. I don't want to hear nothing. He's he's done. Yo, All right. So throws the ball to the other team and he's happy go lucky about it. The fourth intercept. If they'd have let Jameis go back out there, Jameis would have thrown two more picks. <laughs> And Deshaun Jackson would have been busy. Like he always did. Deshaun Jackson been sold out. Deshaun Jackson said, yo, I don't want to play with him. I'll give me the white guy with the beard. I'm not trying to hear it. I'm going to let him hold my jacket for press conferences and my, and my jewelry. Yeah, that's his homie. That's definitely his homie. All right, so real quick, let's uh, so we can uh, finish up with this NFL stuff. Um, the, the trade deadline has come and gone. Some teams help themselves to, uh, you know, to some stuff. Um, I'm looking at an article here for um, winners and losers, and they say winners, every team in the NFC except for the Giants. I mean, the NFC East except for the Giants. Because um, the, the Cowboys, I remember, they uh, picked up Amari Cooper a few days before the deadline, even though once you see a golden Tate and the Mary Thomas go after him, the Marius round pick golden tape for a third like it even makes it even more glaring to the cowboys like why the hell did we give up a first round pick for amari cooper um uh the the washington so professional this, football team this is, upgraded this is crazy their secondary this is crazy to me because when I was watching a couple years ago um cooper was nice like how did he fall off that bad that that his hand i mean he 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 put like he washes his hands in grease before the games these days. Because you're right. Like when you were watching Amari Cooper was that dude. Like he came in rookie year. That's what I'm saying. Giving, so when I hear y'all when I hear y'all talking about the ball like that is weird. No, and, I and, and he, he, you know, maybe he's not, he to change the scenery. He's not terrible. David Carr. He's not what he was about to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. David Carr cries on the field. <laughs> yeah, he, he pretty he's much, not a man. They think <laughs> they think he pretty much uh, lost his team. So, um, David Carr. So what uh, you supposed to do? With, what you supposed to do when y'all losing your quarterback over there crying on the field? Like, what are you supposed to do? <laughs> what can you do? I just tell them, you know, I just ask for volunteers and play without a quarterback. Just run the Wildcat. I ask. I tell them, yo, I play. I go in and play quarterback, yo. Leave, leave that church boy alone, man. Let him go sit on the sideline, read the Bible or something. But I, Amari Cooper um, still has a lot of talent. The route running is still there. I don't know what's up with his hand. The consistency is, is what the issue is. Like, when you look at the raw data and the raw numbers, he still isn't that bad, but that's because he'll go two, two games and he'll have two catches for 10 yards. Then the third game, he'll have seven catches for 162. Then he'll go three more games and have four catches for 30. Then he'll have a 200-yard game. So he's still, it's still there, 
I think the consistency. Mike Cooper had no 200, no 162 yard game. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Be Yo. awesome with me. Be awesome on watch either, man. You you were captain. I hear you. I hear you. Yo, you man. This, yo, after Carr took that last sack, man, this is this is what he said. This is the audio of what he said to his offensive line. Somewhere deep down in my heart. <laughs> Yo. Somewhere deep down in my heart. Yo, I so I don't know the Cowboys. Yo, that can't be real, yo. To this day, I don't believe that's real. Like, come on, guys. Yeah, oh, that's a legendary internet. How, how, come on, guys. How's that trade gonna work for uh for Dakota? How's that gonna work for Dakota, guys? I mean, it gives him another weapon. It, it opens up Cole Beasley to be a little more Julian Edelman, but it's up to Dakota to get these dudes the ball. I mean, this dude is – I mean, he has maybe one game this season where he reached the 200-yard mark. So it's not just a wide receiver thing. This dude has to go out and, 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 and do something. But I think that's what they're looking at. They're looking – they're looking at the long-term Dakota to see if they're going to invest in him. So it's like, all right, let's get to do some weapons. So in this last little stint of his observation, he has no excuses. So they're trying to get, right. you know, he has a great running back back there. Um, they're trying to do, you know, make his receiving core a little more complete. So we're going to watch this dude, and we're going to see if we're going to give him, you know, we're going to invest in him long-term because they were, you know, he had made the Hall of Fame after that, after his first preseason. And now they realize, mm-hmm. yo, dude, is not that good. So uh, Demarius Thomas goes to the Texans. And, you know, we were talking to Gus Griffin earlier, and he was talking about how the Texans' offense is growing every week. That gives uh, that gives Deshaun Watson another weapon across from DeAndre Hopkins, who is trying to make his case to, of being the best receiver in the league. Um, yes, he is. And, and, they're, and they're just getting better. Marion immediately has to turn around and play the team that he just left. So that's probably going to be weird for all parties. Um, Imagine Demarius' production if he actually cared about football. Like, dude puts up wild numbers and don't even concentrate. Um, And being a core. Demarius has been trash. Hold on. First off, I'm about to say he ain't put up no wild numbers because I had him on my fame team last year. So, you don't watch either. But, uh, once it, my man ain't been nothing since his mom got free. He got his mom freedom, and then he ain't went down too. Uh, I think that was his motivation. That was his position. Go ahead, man. Go ahead, man. I gotta get good in the league and get my my my, huh? my weight up, just so I can get my mom's out. <laughs> oh, and then his mom his mom got her freedom, and he's been the same set. Like no, like, that's because he that's because got he got he should have like planned something on it. No, Jimmy, y'all got Abe Stoltz who's playing quarterback, man. Yo, Peyton, it don't matter. Man. Yo, he is. I'm telling you, yo. I'm telling you, ever since his mom got free, even when Peyton was there, Emmanuel was going to start eating his food. Like, once his mom got free, that was it. I'm telling you, yo. Like, was the hell yeah, that, that could have been. He's about to eat he, now, he, across from. He had a one, two, three, four, five year run 
where he was just he was tough. Like in starting from 2012, he had 94 receptions for 1,400 yards. Next season, 92 for 1,400. 2014, he had I think that's the first year Peyton was there. He had 111 receptions for 1,600 yards. 2015, when they is that when they actually won, or was it 2016 when they won? Um, he had 105 for 1,300. Then he went to 90 for like just over a thousand last season, 83 for 949. So it's like he gets his receptions, but you can tell everything's going down. And before the trade, after eight games, he had 36 receptions for 402 yards. Like Jimmy said, Emmanuel Sanders is clearly the number one receiver on this team this year and maybe last year as well. Um, Mm. But I think, I think it definitely makes the Texans, a more formidable offense, though, because, like, you know, like we always talk about, it gives the other dude um, a little bit of relief. You have to pay attention to Demarius, so you can't keep doing what you're doing to DeAndre Hopkins. And if he gets more, you know, single coverage, oh, Lord. <laughs> ask, ask, ask D'Angelo Hall about that man and what he does to ankles on routes. So, um, damn. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm 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 curious to see what happens there. Um, Golden Tate joins the Austin's Philadelphia Eagles. What are your thoughts about about Golden Tate's pickup? It doesn't necessarily address the the whole quote unquote deep threat thing that you know all Eagles fans and pundits scream about. But um, um Golden Tate is yeah, a piece that, that, right. Yeah, that's that's over that's overrated because from a speed perspective, Golden Tate can get deep. He just Pause. He just does so much that you don't even think about him as a deep as a deep threat. Because um, he's a yak dude. I think Golden. Yeah, he's a yak dude. Definitely. I think Golden Tate's uh, taste in women is terrible, but I think his ability on the football team is on the football field is amazing. Um, I think it's a good pickup. He's the number one uh, yards after catch dude in the NFL over the last three seasons. And as long as he don't slow down while playing for us, I feel like that's going to open up. Um, that's going to open up all of our other receivers. I think that even Aguilar, who we thought had a breakout year, has regressed a little bit. I think it may even help him. Now the question I have is, what happens to Jordan Matthews because he was just kind of hitting stride. Aguilar was a, a, a he's a good yak dude too. Um, Jordan Matthews, I'm you know happy to have you, happy to have the depth, but I don't really care what happens to him because if you do get that deep threat back, if Mike Wallace comes back, even though he's not what Mike Wallace once was, just to have that threat, you still got two mm-hmm. yak dudes in the slot that can do work. You still got Zach Ertz, who's he might lead the league in receptions if Thielen ever slows the hell down, and then uh. You know, you know what you got in Alshon over there. So, you know, I think it's yeah. just nice, nice, formidable, you know, uh, receiving core there. But dude's got a block. The offensive line is banged up. So that's going to be the main thing. Then you had a couple more trades. Uh, Washington picked up HaHa Clinton Dix from the Packers to bolster their secondary. Um, I believe that's a, a good pickup because their defense is already I, I, balling as I, is. But then you uh, – you know, something on the yeah. offensive side probably would have helped them. And I'm not saying they probably didn't try to get something 
there in, in the form of a wide receiver or something. But it probably doesn't matter because Alex Smith ain't going to throw to him anyway. Um, so, Daniel, why does Green Bay give up on safety so quickly? Uh, I don't know. I Micah guess since, they, since they always get good ones, they figure they're going to keep getting good ones and they don't have to pay him. They let him go. But, yeah, mm. he, he was coming up. On a, on a contract, and they, they made the decision that they weren't going to give him what he's asking for, so they traded him away. Um, okay. Fowler went to the Rams. That's just, you know, the rich getting richer on that defensive line. Um, Ty Montgomery. The, don't get up. <laughs> the Packers got rid of Ty Montgomery after he basically lost them the game the other night. Um, Dude, him and that ball out of the end zone for no reason. Yeah. So it was it was a you know it was a active trade deadline. Uh, receiver was the um, the position of the day. So we'll see how it all works out, man. We'll see how it all works out. Before we um, no, we're gonna go to the phone lines in a minute. But before we do that, we're just gonna give the stat of the week. And the stat of the week is Clay Thompson again going crazy. Uh, he broke the single game. Record with 14 three-pointers made in the game against the Chicago Bulls en route to 52 points that he scored in about 29 minutes and 96 seconds of pressing ball in his particular hands off of five dribbles. Now, this isn't like that other game we talked about where he dribbled, five, where he dribbled 11 times the whole game. This five dribbles was to set up his three-pointers. On his three-point shots, he dribbled five times, and four of the dribbles was on one of the 14 shots. <laughs> so, as me and Jimmy, what's his new nickname, Jim? Uh, great oh, Garbage Boy. Yeah, DGB. Great Garbage Boy. DGB. DGB, great man. Garbage he's the greatest ball. garbage boy ever, yo. Right, and for y'all DGB, out there that man. don't understand why we're saying that, we find it impressive and maybe limiting to his game at the same time that he can go out and shoot 14 threes, only dribbling the ball five times on the, on the shot attempts. Like I said, one of them he dribbled four hey, times man. and set up the shot. But then again, it makes you listen, think if Clay was somebody's number one option and he had to create for himself and he wasn't playing around all of these dudes that leaves him free to, to, to kick out to him and shoot threes, Clay might be kind of garbage. <laughs> Hey, listen, man. It, it, it just it just shows you, man. In the world, sometimes it's better to be a specialist, man. I'm, I'm gonna tell you one thing: a brain surgeon makes much more than a general doctor, man. Um, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes it pays to hyper focus, man. Kyle Corver has had a, an amazing career with being a one trip. If you if you're that good at the one thing you do, sometimes you can listen. Kyle Corver got a mean pension. Um, Jim, you remember the show we did? You remember the show we did where we were trying to come up with the best players of all time at each particular number, mm-hmm. jersey number? And and yeah. even back then, like eight, nine years ago, Kyle Korver was the best at the, at his number at the time. It wasn't really hard to be because he had like some weird number that nobody else has, but somebody <laughs> else had it. At the, at the time, Kyle Korver was the best that ever played yeah. at that particular number. Listen, yo. sometimes when you recognize, and I, I think it's a smart thing, where at some point in your life you recognize, like, yo, I'm not, I'm not as athletic as gifted. I'm not as athletically gifted as some of these cats. I'm going to focus on this one thing and where it takes me. 
But you know what Clay yeah, he, can, he, can he, go yeah. down? You know what he can go down this? Because you know they got that new category. Clay Thompson probably go down as the greatest 3 and D guy that the NBA has ever seen. Because he would be up. He don't play. He don't play. He don't play. He play D in the, in the last in vein of like Jason Kidd, them type of dudes. Well, you can shoot Doug like Christie. that. You will always have you will always have someone calling your phone though. He you know, he yeah. want to have a twenty year career. Right. Yeah. You know, Del Curry, Clay, Del, Clay Del can't Curry, he can't Del try Curry to stun on anybody though, and go to a team that doesn't have that much talent. He can't stunt like that. Like he need to go somewhere no. where the people dribbling the ball gets respect, so he can you know stand out there. and no, I'm not, listen, when you think about it, Del Curry had a long career. He did one thing as well, and he could be – and he was less than athletic. My man used to do a set shot damn near. Del Curry yeah. barely <laughs> lifted off the ground when he – But that thing All was right, well, funny. Let's, let's go to the phone lines real quick because we got Tobias waiting. He's been waiting for a while, and I know he's going to blame me. So let's get Tobias on the line. Tobias, roll damn tide. How long do you going to play on Saturday? Hey, how y'all gonna be talking about the Bucks, the one the most dysfunctional franchise in the NFL, and have me on hold forever? See, what? Man, this, 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 what this, hey, hey, this, hey, this, 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 hey, this, this is what Candace Owens be talking about. I'm kidding, guys. But uh, but you know, here's the thing: it's over for Jameis in Tampa. It is. And uh, because I was like, "What is this blankety blank looking at?" But at the same time, now that he's on the bench, and I think just Rod Fitzpatrick. And uh, but here's the thing, and I hope James learns this lesson in life. Don't hey, he had input on wanting Dirk cut that after they fired Lovey Smith. I wasn't a big Lovey fan. But he was respected, and if you fired him, you better have gotten it right. And let's be honest, Dirk Cutter ain't the right guy. But Dirk Cutter was willing to go down the ship with that defensive coordinator, Mike Smith, who's his friend, who was setting records for the worst defense. So I want people to understand that, that sometimes you got to learn that lesson. Everybody ain't got your back. But I just don't think that, man, they gave him chance after chance. He just ain't that guy. But here's the problem. Who in the hell are you going to get now? They ain't nothing in the draft. There's going to be a bidding war for Teddy Bridgewater. Do you want to get him $20-some million? You know, uh, do you want to pay Sam Bradford? So, so they're kind of stuck. And, uh, and so they're stuck. And if you do draft a guy, do you really think Dirk Cutter's going to develop him? This guy can win eight games a year at Arizona State. Now, now naming the black coach who got fired in college who made it to the NFL, I'll wait. That's a whole different show. But it's an organizational issue also. Jameis has been awful this season. So he's on the bench. You got people that expect Ryan Fitzpatrick to go to Carolina and throw a 400 yards and three touchdowns and throw the ball in the air. <laughs> they say – they say the Bucks he got might, a great offense. He might, going to throw three picks that get y'all down by 20, and then he's going to go throw four to, so y'all barely lose. <laughs> yes. And so what happens is part of it's not fair to him because they started to put these expectations on him. And Dirk Cutter got hired because he said he developed Jameis. That's one of the reasons he got rid of Lovey Smith. It ain't happened. 
and I hate to break this to look dirt cutter also. Tony Dungy and John Gruden's name on the Wall of Fame out there in the GM for the Super Bowl team. Guess what? All of them got fired. <laughs> so and they won and they were great. What the hell did they would do with Dirk Cutter? But it's an organizational thing. They could bench Jameis Listen, all man, day, right? Every every coach every coach is hired to be fired. That's like part of that profession. Yeah, but here's the thing. So now, yes, he's right. They say they had to bench him. That's the truth. They had to bench him because Lord knows that somehow Tampa treats D. Jack like he's Randy Moss. But uh, but here's the thing. The running game still trash. The defense still trash. The line still trash. The organization still trash. So unless Damn. they get all that stuff straight, cook everybody. Unless you get all that stuff straight, it's no matter. It doesn't matter who's under center. Doesn't matter who's out there because because Tampa had a lot of good quarterbacks go to die and prosper other places. Doug Williams, Steve Young, hell, Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. So. It's an organizational thing at times because I say this and I shut up. Damn. Name me That's the great. Funny that name me the great. That. That's funny that you say that because uh, Fred and I were on with a, a reporter, uh, a guy who covers the Bucks last night. Um, make sure you go to our our YouTube page and, and listen to cover two this week. Hey, please, I'll do um, it. But, but he said the exact same thing. His name was Mark Cook, and he covers the Bucks for something called PewterReport.com. I don't know the if you've heard Report, of it. yeah. Yeah, he yeah, said the him. exact same thing that you just said, um, kind of saying, you know, if we let him go, we might run the risk of, and he named those same guys that you just named. So, yeah, that's a good yeah, point. Because, yeah, because here's the problem. I'm not excusing him. I'm not saying that he's been good, he's been bad. But at the same time, it's like, look, the light, it's like now – they saying they ain't win now, Mo, saving their jobs, blah, 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 whatever PC answer they want to give. Uh, problem is that uh, – but, uh, but the problem is that the spotlight's shining bright now because you can't blame this guy anymore. Oops. Hello, can you hear me? You hear you. Yeah, we Hello? hear you. Okay. Oh, and yeah. I got to say this about Alabama real quick because I don't get my blood pressure worked up. All these people that keep saying Alabama ain't playing nobody. All these folks saying LSU got this tough test. I hate to break it to y'all. LSU gonna get ain't gonna be a beat down to Baton Rouge. They ain't been a beat down this ain't gonna be a beat down this bat to C Murder and, and his homies. And that's why C Murder in prison. Oh, they ain't been a beat down that bad. Oh, <laughs> oh, um, that it's gonna fire. be ugly. But here's the thing. I, I hate to break it, everybody. The only way LSU wins this game is Tua Tungo Bailoa gets hurt. They don't have the quarterback. They don't have the offense. The defense ain't been the same. And this boy is going to make an example out of them this weekend, like he done everybody else. And I want someone to prove me wrong. Cause, hey, because Devin says hey, I'm arrogant about Alabama. It's all because Jalen Hurts ain't the quarterback no more. Hey, hey everybody, I got a question for you. How how – how upset would you be if they got rid of Jameis and he went to Arizona and Arizona essentially gave him glasses and then he had a Hall of Fame career? Hey, <laughs> it could have been a quick fix. But you know what, though? Yo. Rose is a good player, but but that's an organization that's a mess also. But here's something also I want to ask you guys real quick. Uh, 
Yeah, I know you watch football. Jimmy stopped watching a couple years ago, you know, but uh, I know he keeps up still. But it's it's true in all sports. I'm not talking about Jameis. You can look at Marcus Mariota, some of these Derek Carr, some of these other people. How important is organization, coaching, stability, helping these young guys? Because the young guys that we are like we are hype about, the Mahomes, the Golf, the Wentz, they're good organizations. And remember, Andy Reid got Kevin Cobb paid. That's all you need to know. <laughs> you know? Everybody's paid. <laughs> you got dude. Yeah. All right, Tobias. We'll see. We'll see what happens, man. And we'll, we'll revisit next week. We'll see if Fitzpatrick goes out here, throws up his lunch, and gets Jameis back uh, into the hey, game. Hey, can I say this real quick before I go? Well, they thanks taking my call, but stick with Fitzpatrick. That's who they wanted. Don't play quarterback musical chairs. Hey, dirt cutter. For once in your life, be a damn leader for once. Stick with your guys. Damn. Stick with your guns. You're killing so, me. Hey, you guys have a great day. <laughs> All right, you too, man. <laughs> Yo, everybody. Tobias, he, he, like, curb stomped his team for a good five minutes. We just let him do it. Wrong with him. Yeah, I'm upset. Right, but, but I feel him. And the, the, what, you know what makes me mad about all of this? He then said all that about his team, and all I thought about the whole time was my team lost to these jokers. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was thinking that. I was thinking we lost to them, and we lost to Marcus Mariota. How we lose to Marcus Mariota? You know? Ah, <laughs> uh, and shout out! I'm, I'm in the chat room now. Uh, Scotty, I don't know how long ago he said this, but he said I was breaking up. Or one of us. Um, let us know. Uh, if it was we like eight hours ago. Yeah, and uh, shout out to uh, Neil in the chat room as well. She says she posted a review for Sports the Book on Amazon and Goodreads. That's what's up. Oh, salute. Salute. You the best. <laughs> um You the best. You you the best. <laughs> I'm reading Skyview stuff. He said Cooper's still nice. He took issue with Carr. Yeah, you can't just be dropping passes though because you don't like your quarterback. Um he said Testaverde went to the Jets and did nothing. I'm just saying. He went to the Jets. Didn't he have like one of the greatest comebacks ever on Monday night football or something? I mean that might have been the only thing he did. Was a ball. Yeah, but he he tried the ball till he was like seventy six. So that might have been his his only problem. All right, but um, yeah. So Tobias, like I said, he came and curb stomped his team for a little while. And we all for that. But look, y'all can check out our website at warroomsports.com. If you want to call in and speak to us about any of today's topics, make sure you dial that Digital Extreme Tech hotline. At 323-410-0012, just press 1 when prompted. If you're already listening from your phone, just press 1 if you want to talk. Um, yeah, I think we got two quick grind topics that we could talk about real quick. Um, nothing too major, yeah, nothing that we got to get deep into. Yeah. yeah, let's talk about what happened when you were on the grind. Brought to you by the Action Sports the Book, the greatest sports book ever written, the Illmatic of Sports Book. The great things that Bill said, hopefully. Um, <clears throat> so, with that being said, you can start going to sportsthebook.com or sports.com. Grind time. Yes, sir. So, uh, Reebok. Reebok, a subsidiary of the Adidas Corporation, for those that don't know. Um, they are releasing their first Iverson shoe in four years. Are you guys excited about Bubba Chuck having a new shoe? And are you going to buy it? Sure. 
Um, <laughs> no. Um, I, I want to support in some way. I'm not buying them joints because I looked at the price point and they're $160. And I, no iris and shoe has ever been good enough to pay $160 for then or now. Um, you know, I was thinking about supporting maybe for the for the youngster. His basketball season is coming up. Maybe we could throw him in some some AIs. Um, for, I was ready. I was ready to. I was ready to hate. So you said their price. They a hundred and who? They're one hundred and sixty dollars in adult sizes. Um, they're called the Iverson oh. Legacy, and what they did was um, they kind of used a lot of his classic shoes. I'm just saying classic as in older shoes. I don't know if y'all consider his shoes classic. After the first one, uh, um, no. <laughs> I think those are the only the first ones that might be classic by sneakerheads. Um, but they they said they pulled together design elements from some of his more iconic models, including the question, the answer, answer two, and answer three, and answer five. I guess they skipped four. It must have been trash. Um, <laughs> I didn't know he had so many shoes. Or maybe that is four. That's Roman number. That is four. IV is four. So from the question and answer one through four. Yeah, my fault. <laughs> so the the shoe is launching on November seventeenth, but and but it said it'll be exclusively available at Reebok's Complex Con booth this weekend. Um, and they said Iverson will also be in attendance at Complex Con to debut the show. Yeah, don't bet on that. Iverson been uh I was about to say the same thing. <laughs> he been Lauren Hill and people for a long time, so don't go <laughs> just for that. If you're going to complex con, it. make sure you go for other reasons. And make Iverson like your yeah. first reason. He ain't coming. We'll find the nearest Friday's restaurant. Yo, some so that's the info on that. Alive, that's all I'm saying. I ain't buying none, but if if I can get them for like right, sixty so. for the for the young bowl, then maybe I'll do that. Probably not. But. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Um, listen, man, uh, DJ Durkin got reinstated by Maryland and then fired. <laughs> you know, this story. Yeah, that's one of your alma crazy. That's one of your alma maters, man. <laughs> this story is crazy because, um, remember we talked about this a long time ago. Uh, because the kid, uh, McNair, he died, and DJ Durkin was suspended, basically saying his program was out of control. Um, the overwhelming majority of stakeholders um, in, this, in the the board decided to reinstate him. The team, so he was just given the reinstatement maybe Tuesday or Wednesday morning. The thing mm-hmm. was, there was a lot of backlash from the the students. There's a lot of backlash from the media. Uh, some of his his players themselves walked out of a meeting. Um, to express their disdain for him. So the backlash came, and then the board decided to, quote-unquote, do the right thing, and they ended up firing the guy. Because this is another story of, you know, they always ask you, what's more important, education or football? And we kind of know the answer to that. Like, for real, for real, it's football, because this is what makes money for the team. But in this situation, it's like, okay, what's more important, football or a kid's life? And I still think the answer for a lot of these people are football because Yo. that's why they reinstated the hey, not me. That's why they reinstated the dude in the first place. But there was a lot of pushback on that. Like a lot of people said, Oh, hold, hold, hold up, hold up a minute. 
you know, some of his teammates and who were friends of his, like, yo, this is not more important than this dude. This guy's program, you know, was out of control. He shouldn't be here anymore. So only with the backlash from the media and his team itself and students who protested all around the campus did the dude end up getting fired. So that's kind of weird, man, because they show us in college sports every year with different circumstances, like what's important and what's not important. It's crazy. Another, 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 another great book out there called The Cartel. And it's about um, how college sports is structured. If you read that book and $40 million plays, yo, the Jonah just suppress you about sports. Well, at that level, at least, let's put it that way, because sports itself right. are pure and beautiful. But when you get to that level and the money, and the, when it starts to be about money, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. so those are the stories that uh, happened. We were on the grind this week. Time to get some birthday shout-outs. Alright, sounds like the grind. We don't have that many birthday shout outs. So this is gonna be quick and painless. We're gonna rip that band aid right off. And birthdays are brought to you by nobody. Whoever brought you in the world, that's who birthdays are brought to you by. Um so I wanna give a quick birthday shout out to the first person on my list. Drum roll, please. Uh Coco <laughs> you know, I've always like it was always so hilarious to me that this baseball player's name is Coco Crisp. Um, of course, I, the Coco is his nickname. I forgot what his real name is, but, you know, his mama named him Coco. I'm going to call him Coco. Coco Crisp turns 39 years old. Uh, Kent Graham, former NFL quarterback, is 60 old. And a uh, big shout-out to Gary Player, uh, golf fame Gary Player. I don't know what's going on. Um, he turns 83 years old today, so I lo- we'd like to give a, a war room salute to all of these folks on their birthday. Salute! Live it up. Do what you do. All right, and once again, before we get into some NBA topics, same thing. You guys can check out our, our website, warroomsports.com. If you want to call in and speak to us about any NBA topics, Dial the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline at 323-410-0012. Press 1 when prompted. If you already listen from your phone, just press 1 if you want to talk. And we got a, a big story that Jimmy's going to talk about from the NBA that happened this week. Um, seems like seems yeah. the, the championship was already won this year. Yeah, so. they're going they're going one. Listen, though, um, the NBA <laughs> brought to you by Digital Extreme technology. If you need a custom website, here's what you do. It's at digitalextremetech.com. Call 267-05-4203. Tell them Warroom Sports. Just stop using Wix sites. Don't play yourself. Digitalextremetech.com. Say you heard it here in the war room. But it's time to talk about this thing of ours. Costra Nostra. Yo, salute to Ty Lu. You got fired this week, but at the same time, I gotta pay you like fifteen million over the next couple of years. You can sit home and get it. So salute to you for that. Congratulations, Thomas. Well, I look at it. You got that terrible job and get that bread. Casey Mack in the Warren Sports Game Time Group. He says his name is Covelli Lois. That's Coco's real name. I go by Coco too. 
Covelli Lois. Sound like a pimp though. Yeah, so yeah, Ty Salute to the brother Tyler, like, man. Seems like Cleveland's getting rid of all the coaches this week. Lou and Hugh both got shown to the door. Um Yeah, this, hey, Louis. this is one of those things where where I ask again, six games into the season, I know that you know they didn't expect to be this garbage right out the gate because Truthfully, a lot of pundits picked Cleveland to maybe sneak in and get the A seed. And I kind of believe the hype wow. a little bit. Um, Why you do I that? mean, because this time this time it wasn't a mass exodus when, when LeBron left. Usually when he leaves, a lot of bad contracts are up and a lot of the old guys leave with him. But they still pretty much got the same team that they ended the season with last year. Now, the difference in that they is, got- you know, they had made that trade and they have – a couple of guys from the Lakers over there who never really, in my opinion, gelled with the team in the first place. So leaving those guys over there with guys who were in the finals the past few years may not have been the same, but all in all in the Eastern conference, they shouldn't be 0-6. I mean, they lost games to like the, the Nets, the Hawks, teams who are generally noticed as the worst teams in the league. Um, yeah, they added yeah, Their leader is Tristan Thompson. But this is another one that I questioned, like six games into the season, you knew that you didn't really want Teron Lue to be your coach. But they were this time they needed an excuse because Teron Lue just came off of like you know, four straight NBA finals appearance with one championship win under his belt. So you couldn't just Hugh Jackson him because, you know, Hugh had one win in the last two years. So you couldn't this is a win. excuse for Ty Lue. Yeah, this is this is this is a win for uh for Teron Lou. Actually this is a win. I mean you can say that, but will he ever get a, a job again though? Yeah. They it's never not like the NFL. in the first place. LeBron that, that's the thing. I mean so they were waiting first for it. The Bulls that's why they didn't the Bulls an assistant coach the Bulls an assistant coach since like the year we was born, even though he played right. I don't know, but it just seemed like he was always on somebody's bench, yo. Um so he got his you know, He was an assistant coach with the He's Lakers out. when they were playing with him. He was an assistant <laughs> yeah, coach when Iverson stepped over him. I heard a lot of people use these things like, well, Cleveland did him a favor because now he doesn't have to compile a bunch of losses on his record and he can go somewhere else. But to Dev's point, who's going to give him the opportunity? Yeah. Um, you know, like Luke Walton. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be difficult for him to get another opportunity um, because people are not going to give the credit of his success to him anyway. So, you know, it's not, there's a lot of people out there who are probably screaming, we don't believe you. You need more people, but nobody's going to be willing to give him more people in the form of more time to prove himself. So, but this is one of those things, like they were looking for an excuse because, you know, they lost six in a row. Cleveland in the East, they still had a chance to turn the ship around and maybe win some games, get to 500 or something like that, but they didn't want a chance that that would happen because they didn't want to lose the excuse for firing a coach into the last four well, NBA finals. Four NBA finals title doesn't get you fired after and six now, games you look, unless they never wanted at, you in when the first you look place. At, when you look at LeBron, right? So LeBron has won three championships. He won one with Tyrone Lou and two with a young ball down in Miami. And let's just say, like, you know, at this point, those guys don't seem like championship coaches. 
from now on, the Brown sexuals out there about to say, well, look who Brown won a championship with. Mike won with Phil. Phil, like, you know, had the same success elsewhere. Um, I actually think I'm not Eric Spencer is a very good coach. Listen, I just I'm think... not saying that, that I, I believe that. I just know that Court listens to the show, and I want Court to cook that meme up. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Already done. It's coming. Already no, yeah, I, I do. I think Spolster is a very good coach. I think Pat Riley set him up, put him in a situation. It was impossible for him to win. I'm not titles because obviously he won titles. It was impo- impossible for him to win with the Eagles and the stature of the players on his team. Like LeBron easily gave him some FOHs during his tenure down there. But even before LeBron came, like Spolster did a good job keeping that Miami team you know, halfway relevant before they got the big three down there. And afterwards, you know, they haven't had that kind of success, but he puts a Miami team in the playoffs where you can only name like two dudes on the team. So I, I think he's a, a good coach. Yeah. But Teron Lowe is never going to get the chance to show you that he could be successful with less talent um, and less. I mean, but, you know, it, it only takes one team. So maybe somebody – come out of the woodworks and get Ty Lewis a job. I, I think LeBron is going to look him out. I think that he's going to get decent representation, and I think that's going to Here's end up in him. Here's the thing. Him and LeBron, him and LeBron were seeing eye to eye when he was like, they, he, they, they weren't um, on the best of terms, but now. I was about to say, they weren't good when he left. If he switches his representation and sounds clutch, you never know though. That's the key. Yeah, yeah he clutched up. Clutched up. You're you paying us. You're paying us. I like you again. But you know, Jimmy is right though. As much as he was the one who wanted to put him in place, you know, Ty Lue, some of that success started to go to his head, and he tried to actually make some decisions on his own. And LeBron had to remind him that he, he, uh, slow down. Like, they tried to have the foreign dude in here. I got him out of here and put you in place, but don't be trying to act like you the coach. Yo, like that. I have <laughs> no idea why Billy Donovan left college basketball to come to the pros. And I say that because it has, to be, it, ha- it has to be the most difficult job to, like, tell somebody what to do when they're making five times the amount of money you make, and they can tell you F-O, there's nothing you right. can do about it. Like, and and you know, to add on that, Jim, you came from college. Like, you didn't have that NBA pedigree and that reputation built up to earn their respect. You come straight from college yeah. making less than what they make, trying to tell them. And, and it's like in college, you are the star. Like the stars of college basketball are the Jim Bayhams, the Mike Chessies, the coaches are the stars. You know what I'm saying? They rotate, they rotate um, horses in and out, but they are the right. stars. And, you know, why would Billy Donovan do that to be the Yoker in Oklahoma City for the rest of his career until they fire him? <laughs> yeah, he gone. <laughs> yeah, he gone. If he make it, he yeah, he make it through this year, he gone. <laughs> he he so, out. I mean, interesting, man. But, you know, Tyler, we'll see you soon, hopefully. He's going to be on somebody's side, man. Um, you know, so – Here's what I want to ask you guys, man. Jimmy Butler and, and, and Jimmy Butler sitting out a game versus the Jazz, right? Um, mm-hmm. I don't think nothing's wrong with him. I heard conflicting reports about whether it was his idea or his team's idea. But Jimmy Butler is really out here playing like um, 
like he is LeBron. Like, you know, what's up with your man Ego? Like, here's the thing, though. The thing about Jimmy Butler is we all loved him because he's the underdog. He's the guy that was, you know, late, wasn't supposed to do anything, and he, he worked his tail off. Now um, that he's not. What's up with him? Yo, and now and get himself into a star. Now that he's a star, he's like, I'm going to let my star hands go. What's up with y'all, man? <laughs> Yeah, his star hands is flying on everybody. Because the, the, when you think about this whole situation and the fact that, you know, Jimmy Butler wants out and he's expressed it, the kudos that everybody gave Jimmy Butler was, well, through it all, he's still going to go out and play and he's going to play hard. And and Jimmy said that. He said all the right things. And now he's like, mm, I don't feel like playing tonight. And I might not play tomorrow. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I'll make my own schedule. <laughs> Yo man, see, see, I hope I hope this I hope I hope this doesn't happen to Franklin, man, because Franklin, I mean, a little little dirty boy, he started getting to a brick though. So he changed a little bit, but you know, I know y'all half y'all don't know what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, I see it's easy, easy, so I, easily gonna happen to Franklin. Yeah, easily. Yeah, so I hope this don't happen to Franklin, man. But Jimmy Butler got to chill right now, man. And the team that's <laughs> pursuing him, the team that's pursuing him, um, like a like a young IG doctor uh, is Houston. <laughs> And they're not looking for themselves either, man. So Jimmy Butler got to figure something. Where's he trying to go? Right. He's trying to go yeah, play. Houston, uh, Houston, trying to go play out there. Play with the Flat Earth gang. I've heard. Can I tell y'all what he told Rachel Nickel Wednesday about the game that he was going to miss? He said what he said. He's going to rest. He said he's going to rest because he doesn't want any soreness from playing in games after missing training camp. To escalate into an injury. <laughs> Yo, Aww. Jimmy, like, Aww. I'm not trying to be sore because I'm not. No, but I, but Yo, it's in line. Yo. Jimmy probably listens to the show, man. Jimmy probably listens to the show because remember I said last week, Jimmy. After all of this, he's gonna get traded for a bunch of people. He's gonna go to that team and he's gonna get injured. Jimmy knows it. Mm-hmm. He's sitting out because he don't want he don't want no karma soreness. He don't want karma soreness. So Yo, man. Jimmy, oh, Jimmy, got Jimmy, got, Jimmy got so. Jimmy got so. Jimmy got so. Jimmy got so. Jimmy got a chill. But the problem like, is, what's man? Told somebody this in public. That's the problem. Yo. All right, let me finish. Yo, let, let me finish the quote though. Let me finish the quote. He said, "Because my body is hurting, and I don't want to go out there and risk an injury. People make stuff up. Uh, I don't know why that's a question mark behind that. That sounds weird." Um, but this, he said, what are they going to do when I show up and hoop on Friday? I, I, I don't know what Jimmy's talking <laughs> about right now. At this point, Rachel Nichols yeah, probably didn't either, but they just slapped it in the article. Like, this is what he said how you, verbatim. How you at when I play Friday, though? How y'all at when I play on Friday? <laughs> the thing is, right now, right now, the Timberwolves might be better than the Rockets. They are. <laughs> that, that, they that's are. funny. I mean, the record is, I'm talking about this in general. Like, everybody like, on the Timber, everybody Timberwolves is scared of Jimmy Buckets except for uh, Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose ain't going to phone him, so he cool. All I'm saying is. Derrick Rose, Derrick you know, Rose won the championship. Derrick Rose is young. That's his new name. He's rooting again, man, because. Um, I don't know if you gentlemen saw last night, but Rose was uh, like MVP. He rose uh, at least for last night, and he put up 50 points. Career high. Performance. The 50 point performance like wasn't the same. Thing. It was the reaction afterwards. Like they literally yeah. were partying. 
He came in the locker room. They opened the champagne bottles and all around. Um, then the then, then the yo, then the media today, the media today, all around the world is basically like, yo, we're going to give you a hand job the entire day. Just enjoy it. And yo, Rich Kamala from the NBA Network, he said uh, October 31st will 2018 will forever be known as Derrick Rose Day. Yo, for me, and Jimmy me, skipped the part where he was said, crying while he was walking off the court. Oh yeah, he, oh, yeah, he, he was on that. He was walking off court crying. He was walking off Yo. court crying. So, Yo, yeah, yeah, hold on. Hold like, so, so. No, wait, 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 wait. We cannot let this pass. Listen, fan, Jim, I know that you feel like we be on our get off our lawn. These new ninjas is different, B. <laughs> no, but, no. The celebration is crazy. Is, right? Yeah, you can like the dude's been. It's weird. Like his MVP he's caliber career. He's been through a lot, and, and, right. and like, he seems to be well real. respected. Like nobody ever had a bad word to say about the dude, so he's well loved across the league. But it's still a bit much. Like, I'm him, I don't even want all this. He's definitely been like, written off. I don't want all this. Because my thing is, what happens when I come out the next night and six points and one assist? Then what you gonna say? That's the thing. He's not even the starter on the team. So that's the question that a lot of people are asking now. Like, should he start in front of Teague? And we're like, no, okay. he should not. Derrick Rose can't put up one great – I mean, he's been playing very well as of late all around, period. But, you know, you can't go out and put up one game, your career high, and then all of a sudden you're just going to supplant the dude that's in front of you. Um, you know, not that I think you know, Teague is the greatest thing since sliced bread, because I think – Teague is very underwhelming for the for the 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 reputation that he has. Like he, people look at him. He's he's supposed to be, and he might be just because of the numbers game. He's supposed to be like a top ten point guard in the in the NBA. But I've never really seen Teague team. make a team really like better. <laughs> so so you understand why Derrick Rose was a little bit emotional because he's had to work hard to get back to this point. Like. Injuries kept derailing what he was trying to do. Everybody's written him off. You know, people call him Mr. Glass. But it, it the celebration just got way overboard. Yo, you know, what happens to, you know, tomorrow when Derek the Timberwolves Rose, out and lose by 30? <laughs> Derrick Rose can cry. Derrick Rose can be emotional. We can all be happy for him. But in the new ninja world, they tried to give my man a parade, and they broke out the champagne. <laughs> Yo, he can be whatever he wants to be for overcoming what he's overcoming. He may end up the same place as Jello Pudding Pop, but that's neither here nor there. He can be as happy as he wants, but people were acting as if Derrick Rose literally won the championship. I forgot Derrick Rose had some allegations. I'm like, yo, because like. First, I thought you meant like Jello Ball, and then I was like, "Oh, Jello Pudding Pop, and where he is? Oh, yeah." Forgot his situation was different. He ain't really nothing, man. Chick was mad because like an Archer Ball happened, and one of the boys like knew D Rose, so they tried to put it all on D Rose. No, seriously, I remember that story. The story was crazy. I remember. I remember. Yeah, I remember. They they ran a Boston on it, and she was yeah. upset. Yo, it was great, but these days, I, it was it was crime weird, these days, man. It was it's not it's not the 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 eighties and nineties, Jim. Archibalds are frowned upon these yeah, days. Archibalds get yeah, you in the yeah. too. Man. Yo, 
it's, it was mad weird because like I'm watching the Lakers game, so the Lakers win last night and they're um in LeBron and the first thing they asked him is, What you think about D Rose scoring fifty? I'm like, No, is like, and then LeBron yeah, Clay, gave him a two minute hand 50, job. Yo, Clay scored fifty a couple nights ago and just put on his headband and walked out the arena like it was nothing. Like it was nothing. Yeah, with a beard. He he scored fifty two with a with a bloody head and in about six minutes <laughs> off two and a half dribbles. And yeah, Derrick yeah, Rose like, scoring fifty erased like, all of that. And Clay be putting up some yeah. of the greatest feats the league has ever seen, but Derrick Rose his celebration and his parade just made everybody forget. I mean, he did. He, he did. Everything. He did make it out of Chicago, though. So but we understand for that. We got. Yeah, man. We we definitely crazy, though, understand his plight. But we got we got Nige on the line calling in from uh from down in GA. I'm sure, he can add to this conversation and he can add his opinion on Jeff T because he watched him play in Atlanta for a few years. Nige, what's we going on, man? You in the war room? <laughs> what up? Nige, what's up, brother? Now, I'm, a, I'm not at work, so I can say anything at this point. So we all good. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not you, being restricted you, by the Nige. man. First question is, let did you go to the Derrick Rose parade today? <laughs> <laughs> no, they had it in, I mean, I'm like, like with y'all. It, it, it got a little weird. Like, all the adoring <laughs> praise, it got a little weird. Now, it, Yo, it was I told Jimmy, it though, really felt we like all he was the day dead. after a team wins a championship. It felt like somebody won the championship last night. But the it's crazy thing. Right. Like, I don't, I don't, I, it's like, it's like you want to root for this guy, but they, they made it weird. Because I, I don't dislike D-Rose, not happy for him, but they took it too far. I was always here for the jokes, though. Yeah. <laughs> and, a, and a part of it is his weird, fake, shy personality. Where it's like, and I don't mean shy city. I mean fake shy. Like he's not himself right. around other people. Like, I, I think he's fake, real talkative around his folks. But uh, you know, mm-hmm. just a part of that was that because he's not gonna say much. So then people got to fill in the spaces, and then everybody looking for clicks and views. So <laughs> boom, here we go. I, I think the only people who brought up the allegations was uh, Bomani and, and Pablo Torre. I don't think anybody else brought it up. They just lot, there like, was a lot of there was there was I a lot of me tours. He talked about Jello pudding Yeah, okay. there's a lot of there's a lot of, there's a lot of me tours out there. There was a Sports Illustrated article. I don't know. And listening to the boy talk, Nodge, to your point, I kind of think he doesn't have an IQ that that's that far over a hundred. Um, and that's some of the reason that he communicates the way that he communicates. Shout out to Billy Beige. Yeah. Hank said. Uh, he said he scored more than his SAT scores last night. Maybe so, but I'll say this. Uh, if my son want to specialize in basketball, becomes one of the greats, hey, man, he ain't got to study. I'm sorry, man. We can, we can act like we want to act like, but clearly he's not in that concrete. Like, you boy, know you better get out there and practice. <laughs> no, but I, I you better get if, out if you bring him around his people, he probably talks a lot. I don't think he's comfortable in other spaces talking and is worried about making a mistake. So it's this weird, you know what I mean, type of interaction whenever they interact. Yeah, I, I, I see that 100%. 100%. I see it 100%. Yeah, I, I, I think he's mad inwardish, as, as Charlie Murphy would say. You know what I'm saying? Like, he the car. If you got the him in a comfortable hunter. setting. <laughs> he's from the wild hunters, brother. That's, That's the jungle. <laughs> so I, I think that brother would talk if you got him around his people. 
That's the same thing for Kawhi. I don't care what nobody says. I think Kawhi is LA or West Coast as hell. And if you really yeah. think <laughs> 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 shout out to anybody your man, who would Kawhi laugh on a first date. Uh, man, Kawhi, to anybody who'd be willing to do it. <laughs> Kawhi is Kawhi is neighborhood crip roll, rolling sixty gang. Okay. <laughs> you know, my, 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 the biggest question that comes out of all this, why do they have all that champagne available? Why do they have all that champagne available um, in that game? Why they do? Because you know why, Jimmy? Why they do? Because probably when he got to about 39, 40 points, they probably told somebody to run up to the restaurant and get it. You know how the arena's got restaurants right. now. So they probably told yeah. somebody, Rock, man, get something, man. D Rose about to have a career night. Probably did it after he right. got forty two, because that was his career high. <laughs> Yo, if, if he about, right. if he about to go on, if he about to go on uh Sandy streaks where he just starts gunning gunning and scoring fifty every night or he gonna be back to like six and two them, uh, <laughs> the game. Jimmy, I don't think he's capable of that. I don't think he's right. even capable. I think he's Listen, he, can, he can get Jeremy Lin. Jeremy Lin wasn't capable. Jeremy Lin did it, yo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jeremy, 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 never, never yo, forget Jeremy, Jeremy Lin walked into a strike shortened season where people was playing three nights back to back to fill up the schedule. He walked in fresh from uh-huh. D League with fresh legs, get people that work for three weeks, and then after that, everybody had him uh paid for what he yeah, did. So I mean that was, he had, he but Derrick Rose he ain't gonna feel good every night. So there's no way he could do the fifty man. Yo, I mean, that when Jeremy Lin had that three week period that made him a, a all time legend and gave him a documentary. Right. Uh, no, he damn sure did got a documentary. That's yeah, I'm telling you, that's that, everybody's that culture of immediacy that we live in, man. All you gotta do is do something for three weeks and you get a movie Listen, made about. Listen, I'm going to tell this to y'all just because y'all my brothers, and I know y'all appreciate this. When Derrick Rose was on the witness stand in his uh, civil trial, the bull could not define the word consent. He didn't know what consent meant. SAT vocabulary word that was beyond his, his thinking. The word was stuck. And that's another thing. Nick was wrong about that because he got a higher score because somebody else took the test. Hey, <laughs> what it is, man. All I know is, did Memphis ever get that money back? Hell no. So, I mean, they could take down the banners. They sure kept that money for that final four period. Yes, they so did. So, it is what it is. They did. <laughs> they ate they good off Derrick Rose and his fake SAT. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They always well, yeah. do that. They always keep the money. The, the morality police come out and they take awards, but they might get that bread back. <laughs> Shout out to Reggie right. Rose. <laughs> yes, sir. Shout out to Reggie Rose. But yeah, but so now, what you think about? What you think about Clay? You can't do that every night. I mean, that was cool, no. man. I mean, you playing a, a D League affiliate basically, and the roster that Chicago <laughs> put out there that night, and they. They just said, okay, we're going to try to get Clay this record. He's hot in the first quarter. So after that, they were just forcing shots to him, and he was hitting them. But that gets into me being the old man where it's like, this is not good basketball visually. Like, this is really bad. You're just running up and down the court. You can't touch anybody. You can't push through a screen. So if he's hitting, it's just mouth shot. All they, night. They, they and they're force-feeding force this dude the people. ball while they're up 30 points. As I'm watching this game, I'm laughing because I'm sitting there thinking about, like, if someone had mentioned it to us in our group, like, 
this past week, oh yeah, Savad said it, he's saying this. This past week, like, KD went off on the Knicks in the fourth quarter for a gazillion points. Steph hit like 13 threes. This dude comes and hits a gazillion threes. They're taking turns just playing with the league. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if next week Steph goes for 15 threes. Like, they're playing around. Like, it's, it's, it's joking. <laughs> They might bring yeah, Boogie back. I mean, and that shows how, like how stacked the roster is. But, the, but yeah, that shows how stacked the roster is. But you look across the league, scoring is up, defense is down, field goal percentages are damn near NBA 2K like. So it's like, mm-hmm. look, I love basketball. I, I do like the product right now, but I, I don't like where it's going. And just like, look, man, this ain't football to where you take all the rules away from the defense and tell the offense this is you know who we're who we're showcasing. But that's kind of right. what it's turning into, man. You cannot impede anybody. You can't put hands on anybody. Like, everything is called tight, and you're just basically out there trying to get a hand up and letting somebody, you know, flame you. I don't, I don't know, Which y'all play to the Warriors. Which y'all play to the Warriors, right? Because in, in a system like that, those who have the best shooters are going to succeed, and they have the three best on the same team. <laughs> <laughs> same <laughs> damn time. <laughs> And got the best shooting big. From from the 90s, when you can't touch them, like you cannot touch this guy. You have to allow him to go to the rack. You know what? The crazy part is the way Steph was playing the other night, that didn't even matter. Steph was calling his half court and just. Steph is an all time. There's no denying Steph, Steph Curry as an all time great. Like he's the greatest shooter. And dude, let your man play because they got a little internal thing going on. I'm gonna get fourteen. Right. Let's see if you can get eighteen. Right. Listen, right. Steph was making Steph was on fire so bad the other night. The defender turned to his bench and did the Jordan shoulder to his coach. Like, what I'm supposed to do? Like, this boy is pulling up from half court. Like, I'm not gonna pick him up full court. Like, what am I supposed <laughs> to do? Who somebody told well, us the other day? Uh, I mean, we that, can say what Bob Ryan said and move the three-point line back, which I think is the real thing that should be done. But but then that'll make it crazy because because people are gonna just keep launching threes until they get comfortable at that line. So it's gonna be a bunch of ugly shots, ugly games. It, it's, it is getting oh, no, no, a bunch of people think, will lose their three-point license. You move that line back, certain people yeah. who shoot like thirty-five from three. You move it back yeah. and you chip them down to like 32. Now the coach says, okay, but, I, but here's three. the thing, though. We say that because we think they want to change. They're enjoying it because when you go to a basketball game, see, it's, it's, it's a new game, but also it's new fans. When I go to a basketball game and they make it three, the crowd goes ballistic. So it's like, yeah. if you dump the crowd goes ballistic, like the crowds don't cheer good picking. They just don't. No giving goes, <laughs> the crowd don't care. But you pull up from Steph Land, and, and it's like, you know, it's a commercial going on. Like, people high-fiving and beers being thrown around. It's like, it's like you're almost at, like, um, you know, that's like when the Living Color used to mock Death Comedy Jam. Everybody would be <laughs> going crazy. Right, right, right. Yo, when, when Steph went around pulling up for three, that's how the crowd is at that moment. It's like, so the day is loving this. Yeah. Right. yeah. See, and that's the problem. How do you change the product if this is what the people love, and now you kind of creating a, a system to where it's not necessarily about talent per se. It's about shooters and you know, kind of putting mm-hmm. those things together. 
But I'm saying if you stretch that line out, you're actually opening up the floor more so we see more drives, more dunks, more ball handling. You know what I'm saying? Like this whole, hey, he scored 50 points without taking a dribble. Yeah, okay. That, yeah, that I don't, don't sound bad, like, I was about to say, like, that's what man. Jimmy always like. There's two sides to that coin. On one side, it's not really impressive, but it makes me think you can't get a shot on your own. <laughs> and you, like, you wouldn't be yeah. able to do this without an all star team next to you. On the other hand, it's like, yo, this dude is that great of a shooter that he can just catch and shoot and, and hit you up for 60 <laughs> points. So it's like, it's too, no, it's too it's easy, sides. Steph is the greatest <laughs> shooter of all time, and, Steph, and Clay ain't that far behind. Like, right. that's how yo, crazy it is. Thing. How, how is it that Steph is the greatest shooter of all time and he might be the second best shooter of his team? That sounds crazy, but what you think about that? <laughs> crazy. But what, what, what's, what's weird is this. I remember years ago when Anwan was becoming popular and people say, oh, man, this is going to affect the NBA. And people are like, it'll never affect the NBA. And watching the NBA now, it is damn like watching Anwan. The only thing they can't do is, like, throw the ball off each other's head. I'm proud of that. But James Harden is out there doing stuff uh-huh. that. No, Steve Francis. Francis. <laughs> Jimmy, Steve Francis <laughs> did that in the game. He yeah, threw it yeah, off but the it was like, Steve Francis got Steve Francis. Steve Francis does nothing on the stuff that James Harden is out there doing now. James Harden. No, no, like, it's James Harden doesn't dribble. And, and, and Steve Francis wasn't a serious person. He was doing it just to do it. <laughs> James Harden is doing it because it, every yeah. offseason, that dude sits down with the league's rules and loopholes and figures out how he can travel more or how he can draw uh, more. Austin, like, James Harden is like, so y'all going to. Y'all gonna call this a zero step, right? And this is a gather, right? Like, man, you're traveling. I don't hear none of that. <laughs> Jimmy, he ain't, ain't, like, James Harden is like and two. He takes he takes African steps, Euro steps, like American steps. Yo, be often used to try to defend yo, him. Somebody, he ain't traveling. He ain't traveling like that. So be often. I don't know if he saw the when the ball went around his back and the shoot. Yeah, yeah, like, no, I think that's when I think that's when be often saw the light. I think that's when he stopped defending him when he saw that. <laughs> yo, he didn't dribble like yo. He never mind, man. But my point, my point is, yo, watching the NBA is damn near like watching the air one sometimes. It really is. I'm mad. I'm mad. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't even gonna hold you. With my little uh, playground basketball career, I'm mad at that that particular moment in basketball history when your man took three to the left and went around the back. back. I was just angry that I've never been allowed to do that because if I knew that I was allowed to do that, I'd have been tried that shot. About yo, about here's my oh, that would have that been a fight. That would have been a fight. Another team I was about to say, do y'all know how many pickup games? Y'all would have never finished that pickup game. Right. Do y'all know how many pickup games these days where you ha- where you have to hear arguments with people using the words zero step and gather? Everybody's trying. Like, that's the arguments in the pickup games now. And like like Nas said, they don't finish because nobody's trying to hear that. It was a zero All step. Is this. All I'm, I know I know it's over when Steph does something crazy in the middle of the second quarter and like the crowd comes out and runs on the floor. That's when I know it's gonna <laughs> wrap. It's gonna happen soon. <laughs> it's gonna happen soon. Yeah. It's gonna happen soon. But have y'all seen? Yeah. I don't know how much youth basketball y'all get to to watch, like from the you know from the elementary to high school ages. Have y'all seen the effect that the NBA has on this man? I remember everybody running to the trade line. A tournament in Philly, maybe last year, or the year before, and all of these dudes. Wearing and one sneakers, I was surprised about that. 
was like you said, uh, running to the three point line, but none of them could shoot. It doesn't matter if you shoot or not. It's what you see is what you're going to do. Yeah. Shooting percentage of this uh, uh, of this particular tournament had to be somewhere around sixteen percent. Whole tournament. <laughs> but the thing is, though, but, but no, but it was weird. It was weird. It was weird on three levels, right? It was weird on three levels because all these kids had on Under Armour here. It was a bunch of light skinned dudes, and light skinned dudes didn't used to play ball like that back in the day. They all they all play in power. <laughs> And they were just literally pulling up from everywhere. I was like, yo, this is amazing. Like, because you can see like the one dude impact. in the gym, Jimmy, that could shoot. That, that Latino boy could shoot, the Puerto Rican dude. He was lighting it up. Yeah, the yeah, other yeah. Dude. dude, the, the old school and you want to put everybody on the line. Okay, we running suicide. Y'all know how to act. You just shooting from any damn where. This ain't bad. Like, the old no. school, you want yeah. to snap on them. But the, the thing that they don't understand is, okay, Steph, yeah, great shooter and all that stuff, but. Steph can do all of that off the dribble. Most people, no, not, not most people, the 1% of 1% of people who make it to the NBA, they can't do that at the level So the idea that these people think that they can beat Steph is like, okay, the little little short, light-skinned dudes or everybody, he's not as overly athletic, so people think they can try to Steph. relate. It's like, no, you don't understand the motor skills we're talking about and the ability to do distance, rate, this speed, man. and time. To do what he does off the drip, like that's a gift, yeah. man. Like, well, this, 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 the stuff that Steph no does, wow. human being like, can do that. It's at another level, man. And like, they gotta chill, they gotta stop watching it, man. Um, but anyway, guys, man, we about to get out of here soon. So thanks for your call, good brother. Um, right. appreciate it as always, man. Have a blessed week, What's man. Up, man? All right, peace, man. Peace. All right. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, man. So the NBA is out of control, man. So in, in, in closing, before we got to here, be awesome. I just got to say a couple things, man. Um, NBA is out of control. D Rose is out of control, man. When, when did um, the Timberwolves play the next game, by the way, Dad? You said, what did they what? When did, when's the T Wolves next game? Like, when's the next on the schedule? I guess I can look it up real quick. Um, when when D Rose is going to score his 12th? Yo, cause I, 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 yo, yo, cause I, I, I'm gonna tune into their game just to see what D-Rose would be now, man. I don't know what they next game is, man. Yo, they play, they play uh, yo, they play Golden State. Uh, <laughs> yo, D-Rose about to get lit up. No, he already, he already don't play no defense. He about to get his dick cut tomorrow. Yo, Steph about to give him 81, yo, yo. He's going to congratulate him before the know. game. LeBron called him a superhero. <laughs> yeah, they're going to bring out a, a trophy for him. D-Rose comeback player of the year. Yo, he's about to get cooked. Anyway, man. Be <laughs> 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 oh, out, man. I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely time to get out of here. It's time to get out of here, man. <laughs> Yo, thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining us for another thing in the war room. Shout out to everybody in the chat on Facebook, all over the place. Anybody who's chiming in, they appreciate all the love, man. Special thanks to us, you know, the handicapping guy. And special thanks to Fred Purdue, college football guy. Special thanks to everybody, man. We appreciate the support from everyone. So tune in next week. Thanks Live to the right light man. man. Yo, thanks to him, too. Yo, shout out, shout out to D. Rose for giving us all kinds of jokes tonight. Um, NFL Week 9 next week. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to preview Week 10. 
Well, recap next week because that's this weekend and preview of next week. So you get what I'm saying. And um, all the craziness that's happening in the week in the NBA, we'll tell you how much uh, these girls got cooked for. So make sure you tune in next week, man. Catch all of our conversations on Facebook, Twitter. Everything we do, you can find at warroomsports.com. Let's put it that way. That's warroomsports.com. Also, look at my book, Sports the Book. It's sportsthebook.com or at the hub, warroomsports.com. So until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance. We'll see you next time. www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.